You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, football fans, to another episode of the Locked On NFL Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your Tuesday hosts. I'm Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings. I'm here with Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints. And hey, this football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Ross, what are you excited about in the NFL coming up? You know, we didn't get a preseason at all for this one. So now that we're through the first quarter of the season and we've gotten through the first four games, I'm just excited to see how and which teams start to separate themselves from the rest of the field. Yeah, maybe we get to find out who teams really are versus how they started right. out. Yeah, yeah. Well, Pepsi is the refreshment that you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. And on today's episode of Locked On NFL, we're going to recap the Monday night doubleheader with the Chiefs taking out the Patriots and the Packers just blowing out the Falcons. And then Ross and I bring in (laughs) Cody Davis from Locked On Texans to talk to us about Bill O'Brien and the Texans organization. Of course, Bill O'Brien fired on Monday and just where Houston goes from here. And finally, we're bringing in Kate Majuk of Ball Blast Fantasy and Locked On Dynasty Football for your Locked On Tuesday Fantasy Forum. This is Locked On NFL. And I guess let's start with the first Monday night game. The Patriots went into Kansas City. They lose to the Chiefs uh, 26 to 10 was the final score there. The Chiefs looked like the Chiefs, although I don't know, 26 from the Chiefs is, I, I think, an accomplishment <laughs> you can hang your hat on. Right. And uh, the Patriots really, really missed Cam Newton. Of course, this game had to be delayed uh, because Cam Newton tested positive for COVID and they had to do a little rescheduling. And uh, they really, really missed their quarterback. Oh, yeah. Even though they, they tried two of them out, <laughs> and neither of them really worked out. Brian Hoyer, not a great Ugly. day. And Jared Stidham, uh, not a great day. And it was funny because, you know, there was a lot of talk going into the season about, I even heard people talking about, like, the big scam over on Bill Belichick's part was that halfway through the season, he was going to find a reason to get Jared Stidham in and then just sort of flip the script on the NFL and all this other stuff. And I think what you saw tonight or Monday night really kind of gives you everything you need to know about why Jared Stidham did not win the starting quarterback job to begin this year when Cam Newton. Uh, yeah. Occam's razor. Why is the yeah. backup not playing? Because the backup's not better than the other guy. That's like, exactly people thought right. that he was going to start over Cam Newton, which is just hilarious. Mm. Now people were really, really into to Jared Stidham heading into the year. And then he wasn't starting. And if you were ever confused about that, you have your answer. You all your answers today. That's for sure. Yeah, no, it was, uh, I mean, it, you had a couple of moments too. I mean, you know, they went to halftime here six to three, and then you had a couple of moments just before uh, they went to half with Brian Hoyer in the red zone, but taking a sack on third down late in that drive and ended up, you know, the, the clock running out after that. And then you had another possession to where you got down to the uh, into, um, into the red zone and then you get sacked and then you give up the ball on a fumble and then you get the interception, the pick six. We talked about Kansas city only scoring six points or 26 points. And remember that seven of them come by way of, you know, the pick six that came through. So, uh, not a great day for the new England Patriots and, and they'll certainly look forward to getting Cam Newton back as soon as they can. 
Right. And, and the nice thing about, you know, being on the COVID list or whatever is that it, it's a limited amount of time that, you mm-hmm. know, usually in most cases, right, everybody's different and everything, you know, there's always the possibility that there's some long-term whatever, but, uh, you know, it's something that it's, it's not going to be like a high ankle sprain where he's out or an MCL or anything where he's out six, seven right. weeks. You might be able to get Cam back in a couple of games and then you're right back to being a competitive, you know, playoff looking team. Um, and maybe we went a little too hard at, at Jarrett Stidham. I mean, he only had 13 pass attempts, 60 yards um, for, and he had a touchdown, a pick that was his fault and a pick that wasn't his fault. Right. And I think if you were like worried about him, if he were the, you know, the young player, you'd maybe have something to like work toward there. But it's, what's nice for the Patriots is they don't need that. They could just extend right. Cam if they want, if they so choose. And then, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, Belichick, Shiano and that whole defense, I think should feel pretty good about holding the Chiefs offense uh, in check as much as they did. And if there is a rematch mm-hmm. in the postseason of these two teams, which is super possible, then, you know, I, I think you've probably put something on tape that you can then go back to and use. And other teams, future opponents of the Chiefs might be able to look at that game, see exactly how the Patriots, you know, kind of managed to limit Mahomes and uh, Kelsey and Hill and mm-hmm. that whole offense and, and maybe. Um, you know, maybe that like lay a little bit of a blueprint for other teams to use. And and maybe we can bring the chiefs back down into the stratosphere. Yeah. It's an interesting thing right now to watch and sort of figure out as you look through the rest of the Kansas city Chiefs schedule, who, who is the team that really gives them any trouble moving forward? You've got a Buffalo bills game coming up soon that I believe in their defense, but do I believe in their defense that much? I don't know. You've got a Tampa Bay Buccaneers game later on in the season. That defense is starting to look like what you expected it to see when you, you know, read off the roster on paper, but are they going to be healthy that late in the season, things like that. So maybe the only other opportunity that you really get to maybe derail the Kansas city chiefs would be against the Los Angeles chargers. But you know, we saw, cause we did see Los Angeles chargers chargers give them trouble during their first divisional matchup, but that comes away later in the season as well. Yeah. And, and we'll see, you know, when you have a really innovative play caller like Andy Reid, sometimes, you know, you have to reveal a few cards at the beginning mm-hmm. and, and, you know, then those things start to get figured out. And I mean, Andy Reid obviously would be able to adjust, but sometimes, you know, as the season goes on and your offense gets figured out a little bit, then, you know, guy teams can start having a little bit of an easier time down the stretch as everything, everybody kind of starts to figure each other out and it's right. sort of like an equalizer, but Hey, let's move on to the other like buzz saw team that played on Monday night because the green Bay Packers look absolutely unstoppable. And it's yeah. not like the Falcons were going to be the team to stop them, but <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, 27 of 33 for 327, four touchdowns without Devonte Adams, without Alan Lazard, just a completely unstoppable performance game ends up 30 to 16 way that score makes it look way closer than it was Mm -hmm. and I think the only big intrigue here is uh that Aaron Rodgers tweaked his knee a little bit on a weird sack and he came back into the game and he looked fine but this has been a thing in previous seasons where these sort of you know he'll, he'll finish out the game and he'll gut through an injury but that might be something to keep an eye on throughout the week Yeah, absolutely. I mean, either it's something that could end up being actually worse than it is, or just something to watch just in terms of his performance as they go through the season, so that could potentially worsen or hamper or anything like that. But certainly he looked fine when he was out on the field afterwards. And that offense just runs like this beautifully oiled machine. Robert Tanyan catching three touchdowns, a tight end. I'm definitely going to make sure that I ask Kate when she joins us for the fantasy forum about whether or not Robert Tanya and somebody I should go and pick up. Cause I feel like he is, but he could also just be a flash in the pan without them having out um, without, well, Alan Lazard, of course, out for, you know, indefinitely, but you also have Devonte Adams who you expect to come back probably after the bye week So we'll see if he's a viable option, but I mean, regardless, they just looked 
fantastic. And, you know, uh, Matt Ryan tried really hard to get his stats up at the end of the game there with the final couple of drives and everything, but that just, that offense just didn't really, they just didn't feel like they were really on the same page. I mean, Calvin Ridley got completely taken away in this game and Julio Jones ended up having to leave early with the hamstring injury. A lot of soft tissue injuries this season have continued to be an issue continuing to be an issue for him as well. But Calvin Ridley, no catches in this game. Jair Alexander just looks really, really fantastic over for Green Bay secondary. So a lot of good stuff coming out of here, but not the least of which being Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers are just poetry to watch at this point. I also just, before we want to move on, I just want to mention um, just like defensively for the Packers, Darius Smith, mm-hmm. eight tackles, three sacks, just had one of these juggernaut Monday night games. And, and this Packers team just top to bottom, really no matter who's, who's out, looks just completely unstoppable right now. And if they can keep up this pace headed into January, that is going to be a really, really difficult nut to crack. Yeah, it's really, really something else to watch. Such a complete team go to work, especially on national television. Now I want to give a little shout out. Relatively unopposed. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Relatively. You just kind of got to watch them go to work and that was it. Um, But I also want to give a shout out to Zaria Smith. I'm glad that you brought him up just because he also, with a sack celebration, pulled down the Breonna Taylor message there uh, as well with the NFL having buried all of their messaging, quote unquote, in the back of the end zone. I was glad to see somebody (laughs) kind of go out on a limb there and, uh, and, and really, you know, say her name, as we like to say. The Falcons look like they're drowning. They don't look like a team mm-hmm. that's ready to compete in the NFL. And they, there really is no reason for that. You know, you look at a team like the Dolphins and, oh, you know, maybe they don't look ready or whatever. But of course, you know, they got a right. quarterback. They got young players. You know, they're kind of rebuilding and it makes sense. The Falcons should be at their peak. You've got right. a coach that's been around forever. You've got a former MVP at quarterback. You've got Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. You know, you should you have Dan Quinn, orchestrator of that Seattle defense way back in the day. There is right. absolutely no reason that the Falcons should be as bad as they are. And I, I think it's time for Atlanta to start thinking about tearing this thing down and, and rebuilding from the ground up. But I guess we should probably not put the cart before the horse and we should talk about the team that's actually starting to do that. So we have Cody Davis of Locked On Texans uh, on hold here and we're going to talk to him about Bill O'Brien and the Texans firing him and where that organization uh, goes from here in uh, just a second. But first, this season... Get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all of the plays in just 45 minutes or less with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, and all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. And you can go back and watch old seasons too. You can watch your, your 2009 Saints if you want. <laughs> Constantly. I'll pass you'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes you can go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques so you can learn from the best like Deshaun Watson free him Stefan Gilmore Devontae Adams and many more NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. Go to nfl.com slash game pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass where football never stops. You know, you mentioned free Deshaun Watson, and I agree with that. But sometimes there's only so much that you can control. And I got the perfect (laughs) book for Deshaun Watson for that. From the bestsellers of the authors of the Daily Stoic comes the ultimate stoicism's guide 
to success, resilience, and virtue, to accept what you cannot control and adapt to what you can. Maybe Deshaun Watson's only true option. Sports teams across the country are applying this popular philosophy by using Stoicism's key idea, you control how you respond and play. You don't control what the refs and fans and head coaches slash GMs do or how the ball bounces. It's about what you did to adapt lives of the Stoics, the art of living from Zeno and Marcus Aurelius is available now wherever books are sold. All right, y'all. Continuing on here on Locked On NFL here every single Monday through Friday with Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And another part of what we always do over here at Locked On is the local experts on the biggest stories. And joining us today to help us talk through the biggest story of the day outside of the games that we covered is Cody Davis, who you can follow on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24, one of the hosts of the Locked On Texans podcast here to help us talk a bit about the Bill O'Brien firing. It's finally happened. We did our locket or mock it last week. We didn't even include Bill O'Brien in it, in it because we kind of figured that he was, you know, that we, there was no reason not to buy in on the hot seat. But we get the news early Monday morning. Cody's here to help us talk about it. Cody, how you doing, bud? Doing good. You know, I'm just so happy to be here. It had to take the team going 0-4 and Bill O'Brien getting fired for you guys to invite me on the show. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm just excited to be on the national part, you know? Hey, man, you know, when, when it happened, we were like, there's no better place to go than to uh, Cody of Locked On Texans. We're very grateful to have you here uh, with Luke and I. So let's dive into it, man. Let's talk a little bit about sort of just what your assessment is of this firing. Why did the Texans move on from Bill O'Brien? Um, l- let me start by saying this first. Mm-hmm. Am I surprised by the news? To be honest with you, no. But mm-hmm. am I surprised about how it happened four weeks into the regular season? Yes. Mm-hmm. Look, let me start off by saying this. Bill O'Brien is by far the most successful coach in the Texans 18-year history. Um, he's the winningest coach in franchise history in terms of winning percentage. During his six seasons as head coach in Houston, he has made the playoffs four times, and the only two times that he didn't make it was it came in seasons where the Texans were dealing with a lot of injuries. Take 2017, mm-hmm. for example, when Deshaun Watson went down, when J.J. Watt went down. We have a, had a couple more people going down as well. But the biggest issue, well, one of the biggest issues with Bill O'Brien was the fact that in the playoffs, this was a team that always underperformed and he always got out coached. And of course, when I say that, a lot of people are going to automatically think to the embarrassing loss that that the Texans suffered at the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs mm-hmm. um, during the AFC Divisional Round playoff game. Of course, yes, we they blew it. Speaking a of Brian Hoyer, <laughs> yeah. Speaking <laughs> of Brian Hoyer, um, but. You know, you, 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 of course, the Houston Texans losing that game, I would like to say that was the beginning of the end, but that wasn't the only reason because when you take a look at just about every single playoff appearance that this team has had, they always underperform. And you take a look at the talent that this man has had ever since he stepped in as the head coach of the Houston Texans. That is what's very frustrating. To be honest with you guys, every time a player left, you, you heard rumbles how the way that player and Deshaun and Bill O'Brien did not get along. And right. it, it, it was always something. It was never just a player leaving, you know, and he just say, you know, oh, man, it just didn't work out. No, it was always him bumping heads with Bill O'Brien. And then with him taking over as general manager, that just made things 10 times worse. Then, of course, starting 0-4, just put the cherry on top of the Sunday. Um, he lost the locker room. He 
criticized players in practice. He scratched them for games, then talked about their work, their work ethic, that they that they wasn't working hard enough. They they talked about he he oh talked about them in, in the media. Like it's just so much stuff. So I'm on the inside. I I've always known that this was going to happen. Like I said, I'm just surprised that it happened this early. I think in games too, a lot of really like spectacularly dumb stuff, like not using play action, being one of the last teams to not use play action all the time, regardless of whether or not the run game is working. And just a lot of things that waste Deshaun Watson's talent, a lot of the deep passes. I, I just figured this because I was scouting the Texans for our matchup for Vikings Texans, but a lot of the, the deep passes were just like vanilla go routes, just send a guy deep and throw it up one-on-one. And that's like, astoundingly uncreative and there's just you could go on and on and on for the reasons that bill o'brien probably didn't deserve to be running a team with as much unbridled power as he had in that organization so i guess what that brings us to is where do we go from here with houston obviously romeo cornell coming in as the interim head coach but does he is he going to have a chance to get the full-time job or do we start a coaching search are we talking about eric Bieniemy? are we talking about uh you know somebody else who who might have it, like brian dable or something like that what's kind of the next step for the organization um well to start with the Romeo Cornell, yes, he is stepping in as the interim head coach, and I don't think he's going to have an opportunity to get this job no matter what he does this season. Um, I'm hoping that he will, but, I mean, he's 73 years old, and this is a guy who was already contemplating retirement prior to this season because he was the Texans' defensive coordinator. But, Luke, to answer your question, where did this team go You know, from here? This is the tricky part, and to be honest with you guys, I don't know, and nobody really knows what this means for the Texans moving forward. All we know right now is with Bill O'Brien's dismissal, the Texans are headed in the right direction, I must say. But if you think about it, there has been so much damage done to this franchise over the past two seasons. It's almost depressing to see how far this team has fallen over the past year. And I'm not even going to say year. I'm going to just say even going back to when they were eliminated from Kansas City in January – the future seems so bright for this team at one point. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, we got to rebuild. And it only, it only complicates matters, unfortunately, for the Houston Texans that not only now are they looking to replace the head coach, but they'll also be looking to replace a general manager as well within all of this, uh, within this process. So I'm trying to lure Cody, them to a job with no resources. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh man, it's a big one. Cody, thank you very much for joining us and breaking it down for us and uh, kind of letting us know where the Houston Texans are right now and where they'll head from here. Uh, let everybody know where to follow you here on, uh, as, you, as you continue your great work over at Locked on Texans. Yes, please follow me, um, Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And please be sure to follow Locked On Texans at Locked On Texans on Facebook and Twitter. And um, be sure to head over to Locked On Texans to hear more of the breakdown of the story that myself and my co-host, Johnson Sports Guy Hickman, as we continue to break down, make sense, and try to get over this crazy 2020 season of the Houston Texans. Yeah, I can't wait. That's a must. That's appointment appointment listening. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next up on the line, we have Kate Majuk of Ball Blast Fantasy and Locked On Dynasty coming in for our Tuesday Fantasy Forum. But first, Ross, is your windshield treated with rain repellent uh, glass treatment? It is not, but it definitely needs to happen now that we're moving into the potential rainy season here. Right. It's autumn, and it's gonna. The weather's gonna start coming in depending right. on where in the world you live. 
and if you want to take care of your windshield and make sure that you know you can get rid of the ice and the snow and any even even dirt if you you know mm-hmm. live out in the backcountry you can get this rain repellent on rockauto.com uh, and do the treatment yourself and you can buy it for $3.20 that's incredible actually <laughs> Yeah, it's like this hydrophobic chemical that you can like apply to your glass and it'll repel rain. It'll make it so you don't have to like blast your windshield wipers all the time mm-hmm. if it's raining and you can just get it delivered right to your door with rockauto.com. You can get anything you need for your car on rockauto.com. Just enter your make, your model, and your year and they will sort through, make sure you get all of the right uh, brands as something that is absolutely compatible with your car because we know that can be confusing and you can probably save a buck too versus going to like some brick and mortar auto shop. So if you go to rockauto.com and you buy anything, make sure in the how you heard about us section you told them that locked on sent you that's rockauto.com you know Luke, we're talking about a couple of teams today that have not been able to find a way to break through their wall and sometimes that wall is you know winning games holding leads whatever that might be Uh, but there's a nice easy way now that we have from our good friends over at built bar with their newest product built go to help you break through your wall so whether it's a mental or a physical wall break through it with go every day they come in easy little one and a half ounce packages delicious Uh, you got three great flavors as well peanut butter honey chocolate coconut and my personal favorite uh, chocolate mint you know how much i love Chocolate mint. I'm a, I'm a classic man in that way. And these we have to are say actually, this every week at some point. We have to mention how much you like chocolate mint. <laughs> it's like my favorite thing in the world, man. Uh, and they brought it. They have it now in these little pouches when I need like a little bit of that energy to go because this essentially combines energy gel with a collagen protein so you get that fast absorbing, you know, the, the stuff that's really good for your system while also getting that kick of energy that you need as well to ignite your work. So these are awesome. They sit to some, love them. And I'm really, really excited about these. Trying to start every morning with them as well to get myself going. So if you want to check them out, visit builtgo.com and use the promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D. You're going to get 30% off of your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 30% off at builtgo.com. Let's go. Okay, welcome back in. It is the Tuesday Fantasy Forum. We're here with Kate Majuke of Ball Blast Fantasy Football and, of course, Locked On Dynasty. What's going on, Kate? Uh, Nothing much. We are in the midst of some Monday Night Football madness. We've got two lineups tonight. Super excited about that. But we've had a lot of uh, week four action. There's lots to talk about here. Let's dive in. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching uh, a team of mine die to Aaron Rodgers right now. It's really fun as we record. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about uh, waiver wire like we always should. Who, who are the targets that we should be looking at this week for teams like mine that need a lot of help? Uh, everybody's team needs a lot of help, so please don't feel bad about that. We have all suffered major injuries. Maybe not as much as mine. <laughs> you know what? I mean, there are, there are some uh, some leagues where literally my entire first half of my draft in redraft leagues is just out. I've had to drop them. It really hurts. But, um, you know, with especially uh, the, the injuries this week to Nick Chubb, uh, now to Austin Eckler, it seems like we're going to be short some running backs for a decent amount of time. Uh, one of my favorite priority ads this week is Dernis Johnson. Uh, 24-year-old running back uh, with the Cleveland Browns exploded literally out of nowhere this week, Mm -hmm. Uh, came off the bench to produce 95 yards on just 13 carries. Uh, Though I don't expect that that level of efficiency, the Browns do lead uh, in in rushing attempts on the season. They lead in rushing yards. 
we can't assume that the Kenyan or that uh that, oh my lord that Kareem Hunt will assume all of the workload because uh, that is a lot of work in a Kevin Stefanski offense. So um, he's one of my favorite ads this week. You got to look at Justin Jackson uh, with the mm-hmm. Austin Eckler injury. He has been out, uh, you know, with uh, some injuries and then, you know, returned to full practice. Didn't get a ton of work this week, just six attempts for nine yards, 1.5 yards per carry. Yikes. <laughs> but he is working with the rookie, Joshua Kelly. And Kelly's kind of, he's had a couple of rough games. He's had some, some shining moments, but um, he, he definitely doesn't have his footing quite down. If we see him another week out at Justin Jackson, that is, we might see him uh, be a little bit more interesting from a fantasy perspective. Um, some wide receiver options. I know everybody is hurting with the, you know, the, the presence and the loss of Devonte Adams. And then we didn't know what we were going to expect from, from, you know, all of these star wide receivers, uh, Michael Thomas is out. Everybody's out right now. Um, but if you're looking for a good replacement, I do actually like um, Tim Patrick, who is, you know, a guy that sort of comes in and out. He's a, a third year wide out and uh, with the Denver Broncos. And he just has these moments where, um, you know, he, he doesn't necessarily climb the depth chart, but when he's asked to do things in a particular offense, especially due to injury, we see him perform. He's had two consecutive games with a touchdown, uh, just had a game of 113 receiving yards. So mm-hmm. not, a, not a stellar offense, not an offense I'm excited about, but somebody's got to catch the ball, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it seems like those opportunities are just going like, to keep coming and coming for all these guys with all of these superstar wide receivers that, that keep missing games. Yeah. And I like the framework in terms of, you know, not necessarily paying attention so much to the name or the, you know, the the player or what they've done so far, but instead just understanding where there are touches available in what offenses. Oh, absolutely. You definitely, you know, sort of that's uh, one of my first favorite steps when, you know, looking at uh, sort of categorizing these guys in terms of, um, you know, priority is who mm-hmm. has the opportunity to touch the ball the most, what team situation uh, might put these guys in a place where they have to produce immediately. Um, and, and honestly, it, I feel like we're just going to have a revolving door of these waiver wire guys who become relevant very quickly, despite the, uh, you know, lack of name. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of, there's one guy I need to ask you about specifically. Maybe somebody's having some trouble with uh, wide receivers, but have enough wide receivers to move around and maybe fill a flex position or something like that. But just in case they don't and looking for literally any offensive weapon that they might be able to throw into a flex spot, how viable after we've seen him explode on the scene for a couple of games now is uh, tight end Robert Tanyan out of green Bay. He's super interesting because uh, you know, we've, we've seen Aaron Rodgers be productive with tight ends in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, if we were talking about last year, I, I don't think I would uh, necessarily buy into that hype, but um, you know, Tanyan's a guy that, you know, he's seen a, a relatively stable target share um, you know, over the last few weeks, he's got uh, three targets, five, four, uh, and he has a touchdown or more in each mm-hmm. of the last few games. We we were all waiting for the the Jace Sternberger breakout and right. all offseason. We heard about Robert Tanyan. So I think we should buy into that a little bit and, and buy into the idea that 
Um, he's the, the tight end that has that rapport there, even though he's, again, not the sexiest name. Um, but you know what? The beautiful thing about tight ends is your standards could be so low. Yeah, since you're not like Kittle or Kelsey, it can pretty much, you're just trying to chase touchdowns. You're looking for a body <laughs> to catch a football. And then you beat half your league mates. So you're good. Right. All right, Kate, thank you very much for coming through and dropping the knowledge as always on our Tuesday fantasy forum here on locked on NFL. You can hear more of Kate as well as all of her bands of the fantasy fam over at locked on dynasty and at ball blast fantasy football. And you can follow Kate on Twitter at FF ball blast. Kate, thank you very much for taking the time to join us and uh, hopefully we'll get you through either next week or uh, just, you know, another Tuesday right around the corner for sure. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me guys. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. Another very fun Tuesday here with myself, Ross Jackson, and Luke Braun. On behalf of both of us, we want to say thank you very much, as always, for tuning in. Please take a moment to drop that five-star rating and review and to subscribe. We're here every Tuesday, but the party doesn't stop on Tuesdays. We're here locked on NFL, the whole team, every Monday through Friday. So you've got us all here throughout the week. Coming up on tomorrow's episode, we're going to have uh, Tony and James that will be coming through from Locked on Jags and Locked on Bengals, and they're going to be joined by an NFL draft expert to get you caught up on everything you need to know around the NFL draft prospects that are coming up as we are already a quarter way through the season here. You want to keep an eye on what's going on around college football and the future of the NFL. So we thank you very much for being here with us. Once again, this has been Locked On NFL, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Luke and I will holla at you on Tuesday. You can follow us on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL, myself on Twitter at Ross Jackson Nola, but make sure you keep it locked here all throughout the week on Locked On NFL.